Welcome to episode 12 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll start off with some movie talk from Empire Magazine. They released a few new photos, a few from Shazam. We'll start off with a new look at Zachary Levi suited up as Shazam, looking confused in the face there, uh, but a good look at the costume, and I think it looks pretty good here. Yeah, it looks really good, I think. I mean, especially he's been hitting the gym, and I'm sure there, there's probably some muscle padding or whatnot, but he looks he looks very much like a hero, and that was maybe a concern at the beginning when they announced the casting that he wouldn't have the quote-unquote superhero look, but I don't think that's a problem at all. He looks fantastic. And again, we see a little bit of the cape. It's got the nice little like Greek stuff along the side of it. Um, I still really want to see it in action, though. Yeah, and hopefully the next trailer, whenever that comes, that will be a little bit more action-heavy. They'll have some Right. And then, of course, when the film comes out, you can see lots of action, hopefully. Probably. We also have a good look at Mark Strong as Dr. Savannah. What do you think of that one? Yeah, he's got the, the definitely the scary evil face like that. That's not the face of a good person. So pretty easy to tell on screen who's the bad guy and who's the good <laughs> guy. But no, he looks good. He he was a, a great casting choice. Again, um, I think he definitely pulls out the part and he's got some sort of magic thing going on, it looks like. Right. We see whatever the magic is that he's getting that from in the source. And so that's how it, presumably he will be able to fight with Shazam. As we saw in that little bit in the trailer, we get to see him hand to hand fighting it. So obviously he's enhanced somehow. He's just not a normal guy. So that's cool. I wonder how that will play into the story and how the magic and everything will fit in. But magic is, you know, the character of Shazam, Captain Marvel has a basis in magic. So it, it makes sense to have a magical villain. We also get another look at Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman. He's got a Superman shirt on, his little hat, because it's cold outside, and he's just kind of looking, I don't know, a little appalled. Uh, I don't know how to describe his facial expression, but this <laughs> is the least interesting photo, although it's a cool one. Yeah, this this almost looks like like a set leak picture. It doesn't really look like an official picture, because there's not really much you can glean from it, I guess. It's just... Yeah, like you said, he's kind of looking. I don't know if I'd describe it as appalled. Maybe yeah. he he just can't believe what he's seeing. So I'm I'm thinking maybe this is one of the first times Shazam is like appearing publicly and people are starting to to hear about him. Yeah, absolutely. Or it could be the first time Doctor Savannah shows up and yeah. that, that's how he's like, "Whoa, there's someone who can fight you. Uh, are you okay, Billy?" Something like that. But then also Aquaman, we get a look at the other side of the previous picture from Aquaman and Mirror. They were staring at something. And now we get to see what they are looking at. It looks like the King of Atlantis. Yeah, some sort of like hologram of the King of Atlantis. This is really, really cool. Again, so many Indiana Jones, Romancing the Stone vibes coming through, um, going up to this temple and finding some old artifact or something like that. So I, again, it just looks really, really great. And the set looks amazing. And we're not even underwater, which is supposed to be the really beautiful part. Yeah, I wonder how this is going to play and if this is going to be some sort of information dump or you know, necessary exposition. You think Mira would give Arthur all the information he needed about Atlantis, but perhaps this is something else, something about the Trident or something like that, that they need to explain to them and know what they're after or what Orm's after. So this is how they get that information. Um, but it looks like whatever they're going on, you know, jumping out of the plane into the desert, this looks like this is what that is going to lead to. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd, I'd guess this is pretty early on in the film. Do you, do you think that as well? Yeah, it could be. Um, I could definitely see that if it is a bunch of information basically that we need to get the to set the plot into motion. I think that's definitely possible, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's maybe later on too, where they're in the middle of something and 
this is the information that they get that they realize they need to go back to Atlantis or something. I have no idea. Um, we know it's, we, I think we know a lot about this story and yet so little about this story, um, how it's going to be structured and how they're going to, to fill everything in, especially with whatever Arthur and Mira are doing throughout it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of good looks from Empire Magazine. Uh, next up, Robin Wright is going to return as Antiope in Wonder Woman 1984. So this was revealed in a future story that she did for Netta Porter. Um, and it's described as a flashback sequence with Connie Nielsen playing Hippolyta uh, that is filming in Spain. So exciting. I I loved all this stuff with the Amazon, Amazonians, the Amazons. <laughs> and uh, so it, it looked pretty cool. I, I'm excited to see even just a little bit of that again to see them in action maybe. Everything, Themyscira, everything with Hippolyta and Antiope were just awesome scenes. That opening was so awesome, and I'm glad there there's a way to get back more of Robin Wright because she was so great in that role. And, you know, she didn't have last long, but she she made a lasting impact. So I'm I'm glad. I wanted to see more of Themyscira. And if, assuming this is on Themyscira, I don't know how it's going to fit into the plot. If it has something to do with Cheetah, some information there. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad to see Robin Wright and Connie Nielsen both returning to this film because we don't know if Diana is going to be able to interact yeah. with Amazons in the present day. So a flashback sequence is a good way to keep them, you know, bring them back. Yeah. And I, I'm not expecting it to be a really huge presence, but again, just, just nice that, you know, like you said, they made a big impact with a small amount of screen time in the last film. So hopefully they can do that again. Moving on to TV news, Lynn Wiseman is going to executive produce Swamp Thing and direct the pilot, according to Deadline. Uh, he, he's been an executive producer and director for Lucifer and The Gifted, and also co-created and directed the first two Underworld films and directed Live Free or Die Hard. So yeah, this is a pretty good pretty good get for the Swamp Thing pilot. And as an executive producer, you know, he'll be joining James Wan, Mark Bierheiden, Gary Doberman, and Michael Clear. So this is a pretty good group of executive producers behind the we're going to be working behind the scenes and yeah i haven't seen the underworld films so i can't tell you much about that he did direct the lucifer pilot which i thought was a strong episode and i think live for your die hard is one of the better received die hard films so he, he's also had some some lesser work that hasn't as impressive but it's it's a, it's a really good get for the first episode of swamp thing yeah definitely like you said a good get and then they're they're throwing some good talent behind some of these shows on on dc universe yeah absolutely especially when we talk more about doom patrol in a bit but other, otherwise, in Swamp Thing, we got the director for the pilot. We also have what might be the the biggest role on the show, the most screen time, I would guess. Crystal Reed has been cast in the role of Abby Arcane, according to Deadline. Also, she is known for Teen Wolf. She was in that, and she also played Sophia Falcone this past season, season four of Gotham. Um, so we have our Abby, Abby Arcane, and Deadline also had a character description. Yeah, it said smart and caring CDC doctor Abby Arcane's strong sense of empathy puts her at the center of a horrific life-threatening epidemic in her hometown where she faces emotional demons from her past while a chance meeting with scientist alec holland takes her into a world of horror and the supernatural and of the elemental creature known as swamp thing very excited uh, i want to see what the, the look of swamp thing is but this is uh, I, li- I like crystal reed she was i liked her in, in gotham i thought she was good in that and this is a very different character than Sophia Falcone, so I'm excited to see what she can do in the role. But this is this is exciting to see Swamp Thing. Things are starting to get going on the show. Uh, I like Abby Arcane. I wonder if they're going to go with the white hair that she has in the comics to dye it white, um, or if they'll just say, nah, no, you don't need to do that. Um, but yeah, this is Abby Arcane. It sounds like from everything we've heard, we might see the show through the point of view of Abby Arcane, and she'll really be the light, lead character 
with Swamp Thing. Obviously, you can't have Swamp Thing in every scene. He's a difficult character to do that. So this is this seems like the lead of the show. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think the the show's definitely going to be from her point of view, and it seemed like they've talked before about how there's going to be a cover up or an organization trying to you know do some evil with this epidemic or whatnot um and so probably some like stranger things vibes maybe if you've watched that Mm -hmm. show that this seems what it it reminds me of that kind of premise um obviously we'll still see swamp thing but like you said i i think they'll probably do a lot of clever stuff to maybe not have to do quite as much of uh the the effects heavy stuff that they would have to do otherwise and um on the white hair i hope she has white hair (laughs) (laughs) might as well i guess right um yeah, that, that's I like what you said there about Swamp Thing and, and the actual look and tone. I, this is probably going to play, take place a lot of dark at dark times and at night. That is what most people would call that in the swamp, in the shadows. And so Swamp Thing will be almost a background character, will have some mis- mystery to it. And I just love everything about that, having a dark, mysterious thing. And I think that's something that fits really well on this DC Universe service where it's a little more where the original shows look a little more adult. And this is something that can be done really well there. Focus on the mystery. Other than the appearance of Swamp Thing, like you mentioned, I think this will fit in really well, having mystery and swamps. And that's just such a cool premise because Swamp Thing is cool. Yeah. And, you know, with so many people that come from a horror background as well, especially James Wan, like they are used to doing pretty amazing things on shoestring budgets. So I'm not Mm -hmm. too worried that we won't get to see some pretty cool stuff, even if the budget is not as big as, you know, a normal TV show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on in casting news, a big name here, Alan Tudyk, is going to join the cast of Doom Patrol as villain Eric Morden slash Mr. Nobody, according to Deadline. So you might know Tudyk from Firefly. Uh, he's also done a ton of voice work, Rogue One, Superman and Justice League War, and probably most famously as Van Wayne and Powerless, the, the hit TV show that everybody loved and has gone on forever. Yeah, I, I almost didn't know what, what do you say Alan Tudyk is known for, because most people just know him from something. He's been in so much stuff. And that's pretty cool that they're doing with this Doom Patrol casting. A lot of people from the sci-fi and fantasy world, known actors, and that's pretty cool. And I I like Alan Tudyk. He's such a likable character, or such a likable actor. And so I, that's why I'm excited to see him play a villain. How how is he going to to do that? Bring into could he be a likable villain? I I think so, just because Alan Tudyk's so likable. Um, And yeah, another good addition to the cast. Yeah, and he he's really good at playing different characters it's he it's not like the same person every time you see him in a role he's he's very good at coming up with with different mannerisms and expressions and stuff so i'm, I'm sure he'll bring something fresh and new to this this character and yeah I, i'm super excited i've i like a ton of stuff that he's been in even in stuff that maybe wasn't that great he was still pretty good in it uh, just about everything i've seen uh, the article also had a character description and says after exposure to unknown experiments by ex-nazis in post-war paraguay the man formerly known as Eric Mord- Morden emerges as a living shadow able to train the sanity of others as the enigmatic and totally insane Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Again, like like everything Doom Patrol, uh, these are just strange versions of all the classic comic book origin stories or weird versions or things like that. So I, I wonder how much of that they're going to get into. I think it could be really cool if they just embrace all that strangeness. But uh, yeah, Alan Tudyk is a good get and will he, you know, I'm, wondering it sounds like he's going to be the big bad of season one they don't say that but that's a pretty big actor to get um for supporting villain so uh, i'm guessing he will be the big bad yeah i hope he has a really big part because i i really enjoy alan tudyk so i hope we get to see a lot of yeah 
Next up, Timothy Dalton has joined the cast of Doom Patrol also as Dr. Niles Calder slash The Chief. So you probably know Dalton um, for playing James Bond in The Living Daylights and License to Kill. Not one of, maybe, I, I liked him as James Bond. Some people didn't prefer, didn't like him, preferred some other versions, but I thought he did a pretty good James Bond. So I'm, I'm excited again for this, another pretty big name to be bringing on to the show. Yeah, after Titans got, I don't mean this in a negative way, but their casting was very similar to the CW, a lot of younger unknown people, which makes sense because Titans is a, a young team. Even if they're not all teens, they're still still younger. And so most of the cast I didn't recognize and they were maybe in some smaller movie roles or some smaller TV roles. Um, but with Doom Patrol, they're going for some big names and getting some really good talent. So I'm, I was surprised to see that. And Timothy Dalton, you know, along with Alan Tudyk, Brendan Fraser, these are all really, really good names to get. And I'm very excited for the cast that is starting to come together along with, you know, the previous announcements of April Bowlby and Diane Guerrero. Yeah. And this is a, a similar kind of casting as bringing in Brendan Fraser as Robot Man because somebody had already been cast as, as the chief in Titans, Bruno Bachir, um, and still is expected to appear in episode five of Titans. That's when they introduced the Doom Patrol, but then maybe they'll switch to this. Yeah, so I gotta say, it just doesn't look like there was very good planning, at least when they were planning Titans, they didn't expect Doom Patrol to be a spinoff. Um, right. So I don't know what they're going to do here. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to refilm those... I mean, if they've just got a few scenes, I guess they could refilm the the Titans episodes. Are they just going to leave the cast that was cast in Titans and Doom Patrol is kind of going to start over with mostly a new cast? I mean, how do you think they'll handle that? I mean, I guess ideally they could they would refilm it, but it's not really necessary, especially with as weird as Doom Patrol is. I'm sure that they could come up with some just really weird thing. Maybe they don't even need to do an explanation. They just start over. But if they wanted to do some explanation there could be some sort of quantum anomaly or something. Some sort of <laughs> somebody does something, a, a sentient street switches out actors. Um, I don't know. They could do something weird to switch it out. I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, but like you said, it seems like they didn't know. They didn't know maybe that Doom Patrol was going to take off like this and that they were going to be able to get some of these big names, perhaps. Um, so it, it is interesting that it's happened a couple times now. Yeah, I would like to see. I think I would like to see them refilm them if possible. Then it's yeah. it's more expensive. You got to refilm, and we don't know how much they've done, especially if they've done action shots, which are harder to refilm. But episode five wouldn't, which is expected to introduce the Doom Patrol, wouldn't air till early November. So I, they've got a couple months to, if they want to refilm them, uh, and I would like that. I don't want to see the Doom Patrol in Titans and then have the same Doom Patrol. This is supposed to be a spinoff. Have the same Doom Patrol with different actors, and it doesn't even work where with their different actors, with the ages and everything, it doesn't even make sense for it to be yeah. one of them to be a prequel and years later or anything like that. I don't think, I don't think anything would line up with that, but overall very excited for Doom Patrol, the cast they've assembled, especially this is a weirder property. It's just not very well known. And so to get some attention to it, I think, I think Titans and Swamp Thing are both more well known among, amongst superhero fans. And so getting a cast like this for Doom Patrol will help get some interest in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, that deadline article also had a, a character description uh, for Dalton's Dr. Calder and says he's a pioneer in medical science, searching the world over for those on the edge of death in need of a miracle. Brilliant but controversial, Dr. Cal- Calder will stop at nothing to help those he believes are in need, including his collection of strange heroes known as the Doom Patrol. That sounds like something a, a voiceover guy could just read during the theme <laughs> song of Doom Patrol. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, Dalton would have to do it to follow in TC TV tradition. Yes. <laughs> uh, my name is Dr. Calder, and I'm no, I don't think I'll do that. But yeah, and if if people don't know, this is Doom Patrol started just before the X Men, and very similar right. premise with a older man in a wheelchair leading a weird group of group of heroes, and this is that older man in the wheelchair, Dr. Calder. So um, brilliant, but controversial. I think that's a good way to describe him. Yeah, and there in a lot of versions of the doom patrol we find out that i don't i don't think this is a spoiler because i don't i really don't think they're going to go this way but we find out that dr calder is the one actually causing the accidents that push people to the edge of death and then he saves them and builds them back up into to heroes i really doubt that they're going to go that way but if they do i'm sorry that i just spoiled it well yeah that's always the tricky thing with with all these years of comic book history so you want to talk about that comic book history but not also spoil something they might be adapting yeah, I don't know that they'll go that way either, but Dr. Calder, definitely not always on the up and up. He's got some weird yeah. weird history to him in different versions, so um, I hope they go with a more traditional leader to start and then maybe reveal some, some dark secrets in his past later as they go on. Yeah, me too. So we are getting start to close to the start of the CW TV seasons, and the CW has released new trailers, short short 30-second type things for Black Lightning Season 2 and The Flash Season 5. I can't believe we're on Season 5 of The Flash already. Uh, anything that jump out to you in either of these, Zach? Uh, the Black Lightning one, just maybe because it's still so new and fresh, it, I was a lot more excited watching that trailer than I was watching The Flash trailer, especially because in The Flash, it, it seems like... I don't know. I'm getting way ahead of myself, I, and I shouldn't be like getting disappointed before the the show even starts. But it seems like they're they're gonna do the thing again where Barry's like, I I want to know what happens in the future, and then I can stop it or change it. And then they find out that maybe they shouldn't try to do that because bad things happen. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong, and they're doing something brand new and fresh. But it kind of seems like they're they're going down that path again. Yeah, I will agree with you on the the black lightning. Everything does still feel new and fresh, and such a strong season one that you just want to pick up and continue and tell more stories with these characters that y'all that that i like so much and the flash yeah that is a good point why is you know barry has learned his lesson several times about time travel and not knowing too much and so why does he want to know about the future i'm curious if this ties into the crisis that has been teased since the pilot of the flash disappearing if we're going to finally start to get some answers on that i think that would be really cool and it would be neat if they you know, if they, that big picture wise, if that tied into the crossover somehow or something like that. But I think that's that's what intrigues me the most about that. If if that could tie in somehow. And I, I am interested. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm still interested to see everything with the daughter showing up yeah. and how that's going to impact everything. And it, it gives it a little bit of a fresh feel to me. Yeah, I, I still really am excited about it. Like I said, at the end of last season, too, I, I talked about how I... I wasn't a big fan of the last season of Flash until the last, you know, five minutes of the last episode where she shows up. And so I still really am intrigued by that that storyline. So I hope they we get a, a lot of that this season. Uh, but yeah, only like a month and a couple days away. They both return Tuesday, October 9th. Yeah, it's getting it's getting back fast and then a big onslaught of DC TV all at once. Uh, last up, we have a Twitter question from Garrett Wade. And this is an interesting one. What if Thomas Wayne cheated on Martha and Joker was Bruce's brother in this new Joker movie? What are your thoughts on that, Zach? Uh, no. <laughs> that that's basically I I don't know. I I think there is enough drama and intrigue within the the character of Joker himself and especially how a man becomes the Joker 
what happens in his mind and all of this that I don't think you need to introduce this, I don't know, kind of like soap opery. We're actually brothers and this all this kind of crazy coincidence sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I most of the time when I hear when I hear like, oh, what if this happens in a movie or this happens in a movie, most of the time I just say, Well, if it doesn't take away from the story, that's okay, whatever. This one I think I would actually be upset if this happened in the movie. I think it would take away from the story a bit. I somewhat somewhat jokingly, somewhat not, replied to Garrett and said, What if what if it is actually Bruce? Wayne that becomes the Joker in this right. movie. What would no. you think of that? <laughs> but why? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the point. That's the, that's the Elseworld. In, in this world, instead of becoming Batman, Bruce Wayne becomes the Joker. Okay, let me actually let me say I would be I would be happier with that if it was Bruce Wayne becoming the Joker than if it was Bruce's brother becoming the Joker. If it if it's going to be some way related to the Waynes, I would rather see Bruce Wayne become the Joker because. Something different happened in his life. Um, his path went a different way. I would rather see that than introduce some sort of brother person who ends up being the Joker. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I think we have to get rid of any expectations if you want to enjoy this film. Get rid of any comic book lore or history knowledge if you want to. The the question here, I think that's an interesting question, Garrett. I I don't know if I would. I don't know how I would respond to that. Um, if it's done well in the story, I mean, with his film, what it comes down to is if Joaquin Phoenix is a good Joker and it's a good story, a good movie, then I will enjoy it. Um, I don't know how. I don't. I don't need to see Bruce Wayne at all. But if they're looking for people like Alec Baldwin as Thomas Wayne, Alec Baldwin's sixty, so you would think Bruce is probably in his thirties, maybe. Uh, right. So if he exists in this world, if he's out there, so I don't know how they're going to address that, but. I think I I just want to know more about this Joker film. What's what's kind of the premise? I think with any Elseworld story, any out of continuity story, there's got to be some hook uh, to to really end. So I'm I'm wondering. That's for me personally, and not a, obviously this movie doesn't need that to succeed because it's it's going for the general audience. But I would like to see some sort of hook. Whereas, what if I don't know that I want to see what if Bruce became the Joker? But I guess I would. Um, but there there's things like what if uh, Superman or Superman speeding bullets is an elseworlds where what if superman landed with the waynes instead right. of with the kents and kal-el basically became bruce wayne uh i think that you need some sort of premise like that for an elseworlds is what i would like to see at least and i don't know what this um has but i hope it has something interesting like that that ties in somehow yeah i i yeah i think i i I agree with you that like especially for for comic book fans it's it would be nice to have like what you called that hook to something that that ties back in but is is something that you could never ever do in the the main universe because the more i think about it you're right like if if they're doing this whole elseworlds thing and they're only doing it just so they can have a different actor play the joker then it's kind of a, a weak reason to ever introduce this elseworld if you have it you might as well do something that is really crazy and you could never ever do in the main universe or it doesn't even need to be super crazy but just something that wouldn't make sense to do in the main universe yeah so uh, i think this is going i mean this is going to be an interesting film however it comes about we know very a little bit about it still um but yeah i don't i think anything is basically on the table when it comes to the waynes the joker's origin everything like that is is on the table and you gotta have to remove expectations from what you know about these characters definitely all right well that is all we have for today thanks for listening and we'll be back soon